time to celebrate the GTEx member of the month. And the reason why we picked this particular member this month, it is because of something unusual that happened. Uh, you are familiar with the offer launch accelerator, which X was Explode, and the, the intensive program that we run to help you create, launch, and sell out your signature offer. And what happened is that most of the time, the sales happen straight away, within the first seven days to 10 days. But here is someone that actually made the offer launch formula work month after they did it. And they managed to keep their conversation going, keep their relationship alive, and also convert those people that express interest, even if there was a gap of months in between. So without further ado, please welcome the GTEx member of the month, John Peters. John Peters is John. <laughs> Can we give a massive whoop whoop to John, please? <laughs> it was Donovan. It was uh, that people was like, "Oh, Donovan is smiling." It might be done, but it's not Donovan this time. This time it is John. So, John, first of all, congratulations. Well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. Speech, speech. No, no. Okay. Um, I know. I know. No, exactly. What do I talk about? Now, first of all, let's get started. This is how the GTX member of the month interview works. Um, we're, I'm going to start with a few questions and then uh, we are going to open up for, uh, for the members. And uh, so during, during this interview, I already want to thank every person here a question that you would like to ask to Jan. And remember, these are not questions like part of personal mentoring, like, Hey, I'm doing this. What do you think I should do? No, we are doing that part. But question for Jan, like, how did you do this? How did it happen? What are your plans? Like, these are great questions to ask in this kind of situation. So Jan, first of all, why don't you like start with uh, introducing yourself, what you do to, to create the context. Around okay, that. yeah. So, so I've got a, a science and engineering background and I've worked in industry and policy area that I, I became... And I've always been passionate about inclusion and fairness. And so I, I've always I've done a lot of reports and studies, etc. Ten years ago, started working with a university that I went to to understand why women engineers didn't go into engineering jobs at the same rate as men. So I did a piece of work with them, stayed on, and was an architect for a new engineering program. And and that led me to a couple of other things, but also really started me thinking why are we still trying to get more women in science and engineering? Why are there so few black engineers? There's quite a lot of Asian engineers in certain disciplines, but not in all. What is the problem and why are we still fixing it with sticking tech plaster? So over the last 10 years, I've kind of come up with my own approach and wrote a big report. So got a bit of profile, which was designing inclusive engineering education. And then I've been trying to work out how can I change that? And I've been looking at online courses and trainings for about four years. So I've consumed, I've been that person going for webinars. I've paid for this, I paid for that. And so, and then obviously got targeted by GTEx advertising. Um, and somehow, and um, anyway, I wanted to, so I, I sort of decided that I needed to change the conversation. And in November, 2019, launched a program, got a few people, had, live events planned and then of course COVID happened. So I've in the meantime written a book and I wanted to understand what I could do. So I created a, a free space to chat to engineering academics about the challenges, the problems. So we created a live lounge about a year ago and people loved that space. 
And so I decided in Explode that I would um, focus on creating a membership club based around that. It was a bit tricky because I'd already got a sprint to pilot some of my workshops and curriculum on the follow literally the following week. So it was a bit intense. And anyway, so that's what I did. Um, don't know how much detail you want, Simone. No, no, it's actually getting to the now. Yes. Yeah, so and before, before we go and explore, you know, uh, how you use the quick launch formula, you know, some of the challenges that you had when you were using it, because you mentioned that you're already at a sprint. Then there is the, the situation with academics so that I'm going to get you to explain how it was. But before we go there, I want to ask you, because uh, you're doing a, a work uh, with like a lot of other GDS members here that is needed in the world. There is a, a social mission. There is a social cause behind it and you're championing it. What do you find to be the most fulfilling part uh, of uh, the work that you do? I, I, well, I, I suppose part of it is I believe I've got an answer to what people can do differently. And so I, I get a buzz from seeing people try things and going, oh, that's really good. And then there's things that I've done and I've done so many free things over the years. And I, I gave a workshop. Um, I ran a conference two years ago and I was talking, interviewing somebody post Explode and they said, oh, we just use that all the time. We've created our own Excel spreadsheet. We do a review every every year. That's like, seriously? So I've just kind of given stuff away and, and they're using it and I didn't know. And so by, so I think that's, it was, I got a buzz from the fact that it makes a difference. Um, and I think that's, that's, you know, when I was 14 and I decided I'd done through the astronaut, the prime minister, and the brain surgeon and then decided I just wanted to make a difference um, and so I feel that I've moved myself into space where I I feel that I can make a difference and I can change the conversation that people are having around diversity mm-hmm. so my, my mission is about helping build an ecosystem in engineering where everybody can be their best but they can also do their best engineering and design so they're designing with people in mind they're not designing in a bit of a bubble. And so I've over the last year and through GTEx, I've really kind of nailed it down to having a kind of a, um, like a process. So I and this has come with working with a number of different people in GTEx. So I've had a few accountability partners and I know Ingrid, I would say, and I had some really amazing conversations around um just because we connected one night when she was feeling really blue in this group and the mastermind Mm -hmm. and so I would just send her a message and so we had a call so that was really helpful for her then but then she's helped me so my my methodology is about um you know diversity doesn't happen when people do it to you it happens when only through the actions that you can take and so my my kind of framework is that you've got to rationalize why it's important for you and for your engineering. And this is really particularly important for engineers because they just think they're problem solvers, they can solve everything. No one needs to tell them what to do. So they need to understand, they don't see the relevance of diversity and inclusion um, to to the work they do as an engineering educator. So um, rationalize, why is it important? Um, Then I've got my internalize, which is I need to then understand how I can effect change. So through internalize is to launch my engineering inclusion forum. 
And then I was a great call today with Sapphire. And so she said, you've got to, you've got your mentoring program, your coaching program. And she said, it's, it's got to be part of your internalized. So thank mm -hmm. you, Sapphire, if you listen to watch this. And then, so that's now become part of that. So that's the, the internalized. And then I've got a health check tool, which is about strategizing. And then you get to the E. The E is about energize. And it's about uh, energizing people around the whole diversity and inclusion agenda. But it's about putting empathy into engineering. And it's about um, really showing that we can make a difference hmm. um, by adding that emotion and empathy. That's a, that's a great, well, first of all, commend you for great methodology, very clear, very needed the work that you do. And uh, I've got one more question before we go into the launch part, which is, uh, uh, is there out of personal curiosity, you know, running a business, we do million of th million things during our day sometimes we remember what we do sometimes we don't sometimes we go a bit through the motion but there are moments where we stop and we say this is why i'm doing this there are specific episodes and i remember for example for me it was years ago when i was into a school and i was really talking to this kid and helping him understand um to complete like an exercise for an exam because we were doing preparations. I was going in schools and doing preparations for exam for kids. And I remember that I spent a lot of time with this one kid that, you know, it was a bit restless. He couldn't get it. And I spent all my time with that kid. And at the end, he said, I want to thank you, sir. I said, why? Said, because no one else ever put so much effort in me like you do, not even my parents. And I was like, and this is why I do what I do, yeah. right? So what is that for you? Well, that specific episode that happened to you that made you say, this is why I do what I do. This is why it's worth all the effort, all the time, all the ups and downs. Mm, oh, gosh. Yeah, interesting question. Um, lots of different answers. Um, there's one moment. So when I was, I was on a secondment running the government women in science unit, and the I'd been on this... Um, a business trip with the government and the science minister to Moscow. And there was a guy on the trip who was the um, head of the higher education uh, funding agency. And he came in to see me as just as a kind of for a chat and a coffee, but he had another purpose. And he said to me, to Jan, he said, this women in science thing, it's all a bit of a laugh, isn't it? It's not really serious, is it? And it was a kind of like, what, what do you mean? what do you mean? And, and it was also, well, it was, yeah. So I just like, I said, it's like, and I, so I just think, told him things that I didn't even know that I knew. And I was like, it's like when someone just taps you like this. And this is based on experience of working in science, like tick, 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 tick. And you think, I've got this bruise on oh, my arm sore. Tap, 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 tap. And then one day somebody taps the arm right on the bruise and you go explode at them. And it was a completely irrational response to such a minor comment. And it was, that was, a, I think, a moment when I, where I really realized that people just didn't understand this is like 20 years ago. Um, and now I think people really understand a lot more about the, the challenges that people face about being a minority, yeah. about being um, a person of color that's in, in a larger white society where everything is harder. So they say that was one of my moments, but I do a lot of a science outreach as well. So I'm really 
super passionate about doing hands-on activities with kids so I my business running my business allows me to indulge and I have to keep putting a stop on myself from doing that but yeah, yeah no that okay that, no no okay but I got to actually go back to what actually makes me some money but I love this yeah yeah I get it yeah. well thank you for sharing and uh, um, I think it gives us an insight on, uh, you know, what really moves us, what's really important for us and, and the reason why we do what we do, not just what we do. Um, so I want to now switch back. Uh, I've got two more questions and then I'm going to open it up to, to everyone else. So make sure you start loading up your questions for, for Johnny in the chat. And I want to see everyone putting in a quest. And um, the, so the, the, the launch, the quick launch formula happened in an unusual way. I mean, it's particularly in your scenario because created the offer, created the methodology, and then you were already in the middle of another promotional spring that you were doing. And then there was a situation with um, academia and COVID. So can you explain a bit more the background, mm. what created the delay in your launch and then how you dealt with it? So... so you- in higher education there is a bit of and the people that I communicate with have been in complete survival mode for 18 months and totally overwhelmed with delivering quality of education but having to do it in completely different ways and so I created started this community and discovered there was an in, a passion and interest and a lot of uncertainty but that because of the Black Lives Matter that the academics in particular as well were feeling really threatened and challenged and terrified because they didn't know how to respond and suddenly their students were incredibly articulate and vocal um, about pulling the academics up so there's a huge sense of fear in the community so um, I I think I went into the the, um, accelerator with one idea to to launch which was my overarching product and I kind of went through a different a couple of iterations and the people I was partnered with um, so I, I, I created everything and, um, and I did all the follow-up calls. I created the first video and then something it wouldn't upload and I had a problem. And so I was also trying to run my sprint and one, one hour at a time each lunchtime. Um, anyway, I got a couple of calls through that week as I was trying to follow the process. And I also had the feedback I would get from my six people on my sprint, my pilot. Um, but then other people were saying, oh, yeah, I can I can have a call with you in July. And someone said June. And then somebody then came out and said um, I was continuing. And then, and to this was out. context. This was April when we this did. is April. Yeah. yeah. Last week in April. And then I continued to sort of try and get calls with different people. And I was in a conference call and I, um, and I was started in the chat with somebody. And she this was at middle of June, maybe end of July, June. She was the head of department at university and she said, oh, that's really interesting. Let's set a call up. So we put the call in the calendar for the 12th of September. <laughs> so, so she, most academics had August off. So I continued with the call. But what was interesting is my um, admin assistant has not got a science background at all. But what I was able to do, and this really surprised me, was one of the feedback calls that she had then set up because the guy had, she was copied on the email to him. That was again set up for like the first week in September in back in June. And she did the call with him and used the script. And the first thing he said to her, because we've been chasing this guy for contract 
we were supposed to do a staff training day from two years ago. First thing he said was, I haven't got any money. So she said, that's not a problem. We're just looking for feedback. And it was that whole concept of the feedback call. We just know that you know the work we do, you know our passion. We're interested in doing something to support the community. What do you think? And she had a call with him and he said, it's really interesting. I need to go and talk to somebody to see if I've got some money. And she got a phone call the next day and he said, I can probably have two, maybe three places. And then he said that he could have four, but then he came back and they could only find two people who could join it before Christmas. Um, So that's, I've now got an invoice being in the system to be paid. So it took, yeah, that was three years of me chasing, but without that call and that approach, the feedback call, I would say is the absolute answer. And it doesn't have to be you that does it. And actually, I think my assistant doing it, ironically, is even more powerful. She was saying things to him about how amazing it's going to be that I would never in a million years say. And there are so many lessons from, from what you shared right now. Like one is the importance of, you know, building relationships and, and no at one point doesn't mean no forever. The second time is that people will always find, the second thing is that people will always find money for what they value and what's important for them, people, organizations. And, uh, you know, sometimes I can go, if you talk to a prospect or a potential client, they're going to the defensive. So I have no money. You keep doing your thing, whether it's your sales format or the feedback call in this case, I'm, I'm looking for feedback. I just want to give you a few ideas. And uh, I actually had a sales call was a couple, couple of days ago. And it started with, uh, yeah, I would love to, like, uh, I like what you do, but I have no money. Like, okay, well, let me show you how we can help you. At the end of the call, then she found the money. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) because uh, people will always find money for what's important for them. And our role is to give them the option, right? That's what we can do. Give them the option. And if we come from the mindset, let me just give them an option. Then they can decide if they don't have it, they don't buy. If they have it, but they don't want to buy, they don't buy but sometimes either they will find it or they will buy it. So the last question I have for you is uh, uh, around, and then I'm going to go through the questions. So at the moment, I can only see one. So everyone else, questions in for Jan. Um, the, the last question that I have is uh, uh, around uh, the length of the process and what made you just not, uh, you know, just lose interest or saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be bothered to follow up with you because now it's like seven months down the line and <laughs> God knows what's going to happen in the next six months. Is that something particular in your attitude or the way you run your business or what was that for you? Well, that's really, and that's really interesting for several reasons. So I, I'd say that my follow-up is like, the I'm just the world's worst. And I know that a lot of people, and I'm sure I've heard you say that the, the, the money is in the follow-up. And I've still got like three people that I should be following up from like, I did a corporate work, workshop day just before COVID for a big corporate finance tech team. Um, have I followed it up yet? And he's there on my every send me, send me the Send me their emails, I'll follow up for you. Yeah. And then we split, we split the invoice. <laughs> so so why, and it's really interesting. Why, why have I persisted and actually been doing it this time? And it's like, I suppose I've invested a lot of time money and I've really shaped it. But I know that there's a need and I do go through the, 
oh my god I've not I've, I still don't know the exact detail of everything that I'm going to do each month although I've got my framework yeah. so it's and I think someone said that to me I was um, another coach from a community I'm in said that you, you're you're depriving people of of your knowledge and your vision of you and I've really come to see in the last two years and I've kind of seen it before but but I've but I'm I'm always like two years ahead of the curve and and it's that you can't I can't be that special I don't can't be that special and surely everybody else is doing that and then I just think why is nobody else doing this and and I'm beginning to hear people say these things other things similar I'm like oh I need to move on as well so I so I just think I just keep innovating and I just and I'm sat in my little office at the end of my garden for two years but but it's um and, and now I've got these three people. I am going through that that dip of dance. I was really disappointed there was no live Q and A today, because it's like I've got these other twelve organisations on my list, and I'm I messaged everybody again on Monday with a hey, this is really exciting. Time's running out. We're starting. And then uh, the first thing that happened is somebody said, "Can you unsubscribe me, please?" <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Prick my bubble. So. Yeah. No, but it, it is that um, I think now people have got three, like I've actually literally got three lots of money and it's like there must be, because when I did the feedback calls, I know that, and but three of the heads of departments that have, were really super, super interested are on leave for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So actually, and they, what I've, what I agreed with Sophia this afternoon is that actually rather than do like last Saturday's course, rather than do my, um whatever we did on Saturday virtual event challenge the virtual event rather than do that before Christmas what I will do is I'm going to do a deans and diversity in December round table and invite all my deans that I know to just talk around the challenges around diversity and I'm going to do it the week before Christmas and I'm going to run my challenge in January February great great timing great framework Mm -hmm. it fits it works in every situation so I want to now check, uh, we got two more questions, or two questions for the moment. Uh, one is from Raha. Uh, Raha, can you unmute yourself and ask a question that you wrote down, Jan? Hi, well done, Jan. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you had a live lounge and I wanted to ask you, where did you host it and how did you put the information out? It's really, it's really difficult, Raha, really tricky. <laughs> Come on, give it to me. I bet it's so. A- <laughs> so we just we just do it on Zoom. <laughs> oh, okay. We do it on Zoom. We have a Jamboard, and it's called the. It's a facilitation tool technique called um, a Lean Cafe. So it's not World Cafe. It's called it's a Lean Cafe structure. And so I I started by marketing it. I I did it to my mailing list, and um, I've, I I'm not got a massive community, but it's forty people ish who don't all come at once but it includes people like a couple of vice chancellors but I have known them quite a long time but and so the the methodology for it is about there is no set agenda so it's the everybody comes they check in in the in the chat we then have jambled one where it's just what's what's top of your mind what have you read that's interesting you want to share What's the challenge that you're facing? What is a diversity, equity, inclusion thing you want to talk about? So five minutes, anyone posts things up. 
then everybody stops and they vote. And I just then drag a couple of the most commonly voted items. We then spend 10 to 15 minutes. If there's two equal and there's a lot of people, we go into breakouts and we feedback and they keep notes on the Jamboard. So the Jamboard stay live for people to revisit. And then we do, um, we stop after 10 minutes if we're all in one room and it's pause, stop. It's either continue or stop um, or change topic. Um, and everybody seems to like it. It's flexible, it's democratic, and it's interesting, and it, nobody ever knows what's going to be talked about. Um, and then it's jumbled like, it's a Google product, it's free, and you get 20 slides that you can scoot along the side. And you just set them up in advance with topics, and you can stick post-it notes on. It's really creative and flexible. Happy to, if anyone wants to have a look one day, is, is share it in one of the Q&A sessions. Simone? That would be great. I was actually already like opening uh, because I don't have enough tabs open uh, in front yeah. of me, but <laughs> I open a, another tab with the Jamboard so then I can check it out. And yes, definitely would love to have a Q&A sure. session. Happy to. And then Fiona, are there people like me? There's no one like me. <laughs> so, but no, seriously. Um, no, the people that tend to come are people who are either engineering tutors. Some of them are um, the education director at a university. Some of them are people I've met in conference in rooms, um, at conferences, etc. Over the years, and some it's people who tell people. Um, so it's it's a mixture of people. And then we just hold it on. We block off. Um, it's the second Tuesday every month at uh, twelve thirty, and it's like bring your lunch, sit in front of your camera, and have a chat and connect. And it's really that's, that's an incredible example of how you build. No, there is the, the, the course that we have on creating the community. The, the number one principle is create your community first and the community will build your business. Yeah. That's what John is doing. Like she's serving her community. She's facilitating creating a platform where people can talk, can communicate, can interact, can share ideas. And then some people turn into clients, some people turn into connections, some people, they give her interesting ideas, feedback on what she does. So that becomes serve your community and the community will build your business. And, and so the first thing, piece of work that I got from it was in eight, about March, April, and Swansea University asked a question in one of the rooms and she said, I need to talk to you. So then I had a call with them and then I sold them um, my, health, my health check tool, but just the introductory piece. Um, and so it becomes a sort of another soft sell because people buy from people they know. Right. And do you charge for that? You know, you, you said it's on the, I can't remember which Tuesday of every Doesn't month. Matter. Yeah, no, no, it's free. Oh, okay. All right. And I do, I do, a, I, I'm a Clifton Strengths coach and I run a free strengths jam on the we a Wednesday afternoon. What's interesting though, is that last month and this month, and I don't know if that's my newsletter has not gone out, but it's really, or whether it's just academia, October, I'm really quiet, but you know, people will come back, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, but uh, you know, like in every market, you have a, like a busier time and quieter time and busier time. There is always a cyclical event that happen. But what you're doing is creating conversation. And that's the message I want everyone to get about what she's doing is that she's creating a place where people can have conversations. And because she's the main leader and facilitator, then she becomes a trusted person that they can recommend. So think about how can I apply this to my business model? Now, what topic of conversation can I facilitate? And it doesn't have to be a commitment like John has every single month in a fixed time. 
but you can start with one. Let me create one thing to, to give the space for these conversations. So thank you, Ra. And I need to move to the next question. Um, the next question is from Caroline. Caroline, uh, can you please unmute yourself and ask your question to Jan? Yeah, I, I, I know what you said about you have these dips. <laughs> and I just wondered, okay, so how do you deal with the dip to then bring yourself back up and keep going? Um, I suppose I'm quite a, I've got a mark, one of those um, brains that is always thinking ahead and I don't see barriers. Um, so as I'm a strengths coach, my number one strength is something called strategic which is whenever I'm looking in anything in front of me, I'm continually to looking and taking new information and integrating it and adapting and moving and shifting my position, which annoys the hell out of people I work with usually, and my family, my partner and my kids. But it's, um, so I never, if something doesn't go right, yes, okay, I might feel a bit down or frustrated, but um, I can always, I'm always on to the next thing. So I don't, I don't linger and I don't have a technique for doing anything. And if I was the sort of person who pondered over things, I might, I might then come up with a new, with a strategy to help um, do that sort of ask yourself the question. So if you are the sort of person who ponders, my strategy for you would be to say, okay, so what could you do about it? And I don't know if you've read The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungie Stania, and one of these got seven questions. And um, one of the questions is start your question with what? So what is the thing? What could you do about that? And then the lazy question is called, is it's the or question and what else? So is, if you ask yourself and what else three or four times after you've come up with one answer, then all of a sudden you've got four options. So that is a way if you aren't wired like I am, which is, what can I do? What can I do? Da, 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 da. Which is a downside. It's a strength, but it's also, you know, an Achilles heel because it's like juggle, you know, oh, is the browser open? What's in that? Oh, there's another one. So, so then you, it's that ultimately. And then if you do that, what would happen then? And you can then start, if you do four answers for that one and four for that, suddenly you've got 16 options and something's going to be good. <laughs> At least one thing is going is gonna to work. <laughs> All right. Thank brilliant. you. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline, for the question. And thank you, Jean, for the brilliant answer. Uh, two more questions and then we wrap up this interview. So yeah, one is from uh, Fiona. Uh, Fiona, uh, the second question that you wrote down, uh, that's quite interesting. Can you please uh, unmute yourself and uh, ask the question? Yeah. So, yeah, Jan, great interview. Love you. Love your energy. Your <laughs> natural communicator. You're fantastic. So, you said that you are not very good at following up. So have you got a system now sorted for logging everyone, what they're interested in, questions and what they say? Because I'm rubbish at that, I have to say, and I know I've got to get better. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I've got multiple systems. I love systems, but then I love creating new ones. And um, so <laughs> I love systems until I'm bored and then I create a new system. It's not so I've got, I've got, I've got Asana. I can never find anything in it. I've got HubSpot. I never get around to going and looking in it. Um, so, so, but what we do have is that we, we always go back to me, me and my assistant. We always go back to our good old faithful Google sheet because Excel is brilliant and I love it, 
But sometimes, like yesterday, my SharePoint decides that I don't need it on my computer anymore and it unconnects it. And then we're working on documents and all that she can do is create a copy every time she wants to edit the same document. Create. So we've got, you end up with spawned copies of Excel sheets. Google Sheets, love it and hate it, is there and people can access it and it's always there. And so we have um, our catalytic planning sheet and we have our prospect sheet and it's, it really is our old faithful, who are we talking to, who have we got as prospects, yeah. who have we got and we've, um, who are we sending proposals to. And I know it's all in my free agent accounting package. My, I send a quote out, I've sent this out, I've sent, and, and I keep my invoices in there and I know I'm duplicating it. But I know that I've, I tick off back in there what I, and I know that my colleague can always go and look at it and see who we're talking about. So we've got all our prospects. We've got the people that come to our live lounge. But now we've got, we've got two membership clubs. We've, we've now got two like membership spreadsheets on them. And one of them is people that's been to the live lounge and when they're being emailed. And then when, they, when they're buying things, they get ticked off. And in another tab, we've got the people who've paid who then are creating the Microsoft form. So there is a process behind it. And what I, what I am doing, I'm building a master Excel sheet rather than Google, just because, just because I don't know why, because um, it could be different. Um, so I'm creating a master Excel sheet, which will pull in the, the sheets from my two members of my clubs and the marketing sheet so that I'm going to then put another sheet on, onto it as well so that all my social media and marketing with all the themes for the clubs each month will go into that. So you, if you know how to use Excel. <laughs> I, only, I, I only started creating master sheets last week, but for another project. It's really well, simple. You know what? Oh, what will be what will be interesting uh, is um, like one of the, the projects that we want to put more into place uh, is uh, members training in uh, some things that they know how to do or they can do, and then create like impromptu trainings uh, within that. And I will be interested to learn more about master. I recommend it. No, really, I don't know that. I think it's a messy way, and I'm sure there's a better system. There is a better way. Okay, so we'll not, we'll not do the training because every time I need something for an Excel spreadsheet, I ask my wife, it's like, baby, I need to do a sum. Can you help me out, please? That, that's, that's how bad I am. All right, Fiona, thank you for the question. Uh, and uh, now we are going to get the final one, which is actually acts as a wrap-up question, which is the one from Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve, I think it, that would be perfect for you as a final question. So over to you and uh, uh, please go ahead. Hi, Jan. Hi. I just wanted to know where I find out about you and what you do. Where would I, I'd, where would I really go and find out about you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's LinkedIn, obviously, with my super polished uh, profile builder profile. But I still, I do need, I know I do need to work on it. Michelle told me off, actually. Um, then, um, so catalytic.k.uk is the business website, but I'm, having it reworked at the moment which is catalytics got a k at each end so because it's like you know we go in and make things happen um and then i've got a drjanpeters.com website but i've got to say i'm i'm a bit slack about i'm not very good at the whole self-promotion thing um so 
And yeah, I believe there's a Wikipedia page somewhere. <laughs> a Wikipedia page? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the Dr. Jan Peters. John yeah. Peters, you think that would be my first stop? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lovely. And what we'll do as soon as we finish the interview, Jan, if you can also put the, your contact details in the chat. Yeah, sure. Like, website and because um, uh, it has been uh, thank you Genevieve for the question and it has been a really insightful interview uh, because definitely it has been uh, what happened to you has been a first in the history of the offer launch accelerator x explode and I was curious around how you made it work because some people they totally forget to follow up after so many after so many months or generally is more like a, a quicker approach. But in this time, there was a twist. And I was curious to understand how you dealt with it, how you made it work, understand more about your industry and your approach, and of course, getting to know you better. I think that uh, we covered, we ticked all the boxes. In but the- I think that really, this, that, that with the monthly program of, of, of the, the sort of um, implementation days, it's very easy to jump from one to another and not think, and, and then leave the one that you've done behind behind. But actually, it's finding the one that's right for you and keeping going with it. Because just because it doesn't work in the first couple of weeks um, or you've not managed to do something. And I know I remember you saying, you know, if you've got to follow the full process and it's the magic's on the seventh day. OK, so me, it's the seventh month. But it, but it is about persistence. And just because, you know, it might not be the right time. It might not be the right. But it's doesn't mean your ideas are flawed um but it's about refining it as well and sometimes things just need we need a bit of time to um ferment and you know the and it's the connections with um you know and I've had wise words from Raha and Rushi as well over the the months and groups and it's it is that other people in groups can give you nuggets I think sometimes people can send you off on a bit of wild goose chase and go but then you have to remember that we're all learning at the same time and some people don't necessarily have um are in a are in a completely different industry so it's you just got to filter and and choose the nuggets absolutely exactly like any type of feedback that you get is always about what does it sit with me is it something that feels right to me? Is it something that can be applicable? And then uh, the, good, the good thing is that we have different ideas. And now there is one thing that it might sit well that we've not thought about. And that's the other thing. And there are others that we say, no, not right now. Maybe another time. So, Jan, thank you very much. Uh, you're an absolute star. Can thank we you. give a, all a round of whoop whoops to Jan, please? Uh, congratulations, well done. GTEx member of the month, October 2021. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. 
And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.